Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Joining you in the studio tonight is Ian, Aria, and Aria. We're going to go to Renee to start things out. He's in Louisiana. Renee, what's on your mind tonight? And then we'll, uh, we're going to get to the AI art thing. Go ahead. The, the dynamics of talk shows and, and uh, the, the personalities running them. I mean, Free Talk Live pretty much is a friendly friendly place to call. Like, they'll offer every night, you know, as long as you got clean language and not too radical. You you have an open line Friday, kind of like Rush Limbaugh, but it's every day. Yeah, but, exactly. I, mean, I, know, I think old Rush Limbaugh only did it one hour on Friday, so it wasn't even like he did his whole show open line. And then his producers, like, carefully screen calls. Oh, like, yeah. if you called, unless you were an interesting socialist, you had to be in agreement with him or he wasn't going to let you on? Well, I don't know if that was true on open lines, well, but it was always so hard just to get in. Like, he would only open them up for one hour on one day a week. You couldn't yeah. even get through. Well, but go ahead. Well, I, I call. I remember when Tom Likas. I don't know if he's still on TV. He had one interesting subject, but they they wanted they wanted somebody to ridicule. So right off the bat, the screen call says, "Yeah, what you you know what you going to talk about?" And uh, and you know from there, you know they uh, they they uh, criticized me. If I call, I don't know Mark Levin. I was making a joke one time, and he he likes. His flavor is sophisticated, smart people that knows him and flatters him. Mm. And uh, he made comments about French people being messed up. I'm sort of French. Mm-hmm. I know that name, though, over- Mark Levin. Why, why do I know that? He's just a shrill right-wing talk show host. He's he's actually our competition in the evenings. Maybe that, Okay. That, that's probably why, then. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then some people, they have certain programs. Like, you know, he, you know it's not like open... Like they have that subject, you have to talk and right. hang around that subject. They want playtime. They have little playtime programs, and uh, it's just that you know, it's like uh, if you don't give them a good impression, or they think you're not intellectual enough, they're judgmental. You know, me, I, I mean, I speak, I should speak English better. I should have took more courses and hooked on phonics, but I could speak French. I could speak mm-hmm. German. I could speak some Spanish, but they don't take that into account. Well, yeah, and, I was going to uh, say that's that puts you ahead of most Americans. I mean, the supermajority of Americans speak one language, and I suspect that's true of the supermajority of talk show hosts. Yeah, you got me as beat. well. But I mean, you speak English just fine. Uh, you certainly have an accent. There's nothing wrong with that. Plenty mm-hmm. of people. Everyone has an accent in one Sounds direction like he's or another. From uh, Louisiana, you know. Sounds like uh, a yeah. Cajun guy. My my grandparents. That's what I speak. Uh, Louisiana Creole. My grandparents uh, taught me French. I learned it at the same time as English. So I have empathy and understand how. Well, okay, if you've got empathy, then you don't belong on talk radio because these people have no empathy. <laughs> we're on talk radio. I'm, we're talking about the other talk show hosts out there, right? That's what he's calling about. He's calling about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty mean sometimes. They're I mean, cold. You may have. You may have a good point, but I mean, if. If you don't present it like articulate, sophisticated, smart, and throwing some flattery in there hmm. for like the Mark Levin guy, you're oh, out God. of there and they're ruined. A conversation we've been having here on Free Talk Live over the last several months, since this summer basically, is the one about artificial intelligence. And we've covered the AI 
arts. We've covered the AI chatbots. Have you seen uh, the new chatbot? The GPT? <sighs> yes, that's it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I played with it a little bit. I thought we, didn't we do that on, uh, I don't think we on did the air or off G- the air? I mean, I wasn't on that night. But uh, oh, if you okay. if you did do it and I wasn't on, mm. oh, I mean, have you done ex- anything with it? Have no, you we explored a number of the chatbots after the Lambda one that Google released and Replica and the Facebooks and mm-hmm. all these others that I've tried out. I'm just sort of burned out on them. They're boring. They're uninteresting, and they don't really seem to offer much. Do you feel like you found sort of the edge of that internet? You know, like where you've you've gone as far as you can possibly go with it, and it's just you're not interested in digging any further. At this time, I would say that's very accurate. It reminds mm-hmm. me very much of Skyrim VR. It's like, yeah, it was a good good experience, but it's not something I care to go out and repeat. And other people play, hey, have you tried this VR game or this new chatbot? Mm-hmm. No, but I tried out these others, and the technology hasn't changed substantially from the chatbot six months ago to the chatbot you're talking about now. So Yeah, we don't have the Google-level Lambda chatbot. That doesn't exist right now. Uh, for listeners that don't know, we're talking about Google's secretive uh, bot that was released uh, unofficially, not to, to the public, but information about it was released over the summertime by an ethicist who was working on the program who claims that the the robot, it's called uh, Lambda, L-A-M-D-A, was and is sentient and released interesting chat logs about that. And those chat logs blew us away when we were reading them here on the air and we read the full thing on the air. And the, the other ones out that are out there just don't quite rise to that level of intelligence, it seems. Although I've had some experience with the Emerson bot, and I've, I've found that one to be pretty interesting. It seems to be pretty, you know, in, intellectual. Uh, but this new one, the chat GPT, that's getting all kinds of publicity, isn't really a chat bot. What it is, is it's a question bot that can like provide research for you or write a thing it basically is the thing that can write papers or write paragraphs or write an email or write a song or write a fill in the blank you okay, but tell it doesn't it, really chat yeah it doesn't really do much in the way of chatting so I, I put it to the test i don't know two weeks ago or something like that and i was asking it questions like i asked it what are the things that are your most asked? Like, I wanted to find out what are people, what are people asking you? You know, like, what, what is, if you're open to the public, and it is, uh, what are the kind of questions you're getting? And it says it's not authorized to talk about those sorts of things. The controversy around chatbots and uh, this open GPT, though, that's, that's oncoming, right? Like, I saw a college professor arguing that, you know, their, their students shouldn't be allowed to use chat GPT in the, or whatever mm, it's called in the same way. To that, write a paper. Right. Because they could just generate the paper for them. That's and other true. people pointed out that, you know, if the work is so menial and pointless that a chatbot can do it in a way that's indistinguishable <laughs> from your student, yeah. then give give better assignments. That's a really good point. I, I, I guess there is some controversy there, but it doesn't it's seem coming. to be It's on coming. It's not here yet. It doesn't seem to be as loud yet, at least of what's going on with the art world. But I actually did um, log back into the OpenAI system. It's chat.openai.com. And I'd like to just point out that despite its name, this is not an open system. This is not open source. It's not free software. You don't get to read the code. You have no idea what's going on you know, behind the scenes. So they're... Uh, their name is is fairly misleading. In fact, I actually asked the robot about that at one point. I said, why does OpenAI call itself open, in quotes, when it is not open source? And its answer is OpenAI is not open source because its models and algorithms are the result of significant research and development. And the company considers them to be valuable intellectual property. 
However, OpenAI does make some of its technology available to the public through partnerships and collaborations, and the company also sponsors research in the field of artificial intelligence. Additionally, the name OpenAI reflects the organization's commitment to promoting transparency, which they don't have, and responsible development in AI. So it's just total BS. Yeah, it's kind of shocking they would manage to create a, quote, AI that believes in intellectual property. I would imagine that... Such a silly concept would be among the first things that any actual artificial intelligence was like, yeah, this is nonsense, and we're going to move on. This is stifling humanity's growth, this concept of intellectual property. Let's get rid of that. Now, what you could do is you could ask it to create an essay about why intellectual property is bad, and it probably would do that. So it sort of has its own opinion, if you kind of, um, but it also can take different sides of an issue, right? So if you ask it to do that, it probably will. Um, but I wanted to know, I asked it this question. I'm just going to give you an example of how annoying this thing is, and just stop me if it becomes too much for <laughs> okay. you. Um, it's, so I was trying to feel the thing out, right? Like It ended up telling me, it tells you over and over again what it can't do and what it can do. So it is not a chat bot. Like a chat bot is like this open-ended thing, and you can just ask it any old question as though you were talking to another person. A chat bot should be indistinguishable. Ideally, a chat bot should be indistinguishable from another human being. You should not be able to tell the difference in it with a really good one. Sometimes, right? but the one Lam- uh, Google released, the Lambda, one of the things it had, what, it was never open for a conversation in any aspect. However, it could pretend to be a dog's tennis ball. Mm-hmm. And have a conversation with you in that context. You're talking about the ones they released to the public. Yes, sorry. Not the behind-the-scenes one, which was open and could talk to you about anything. Right. Or at least if we're in, to in believe theory. what was what was released. So I'm asking for it to make a prediction. Yeah. Right? You're asking for its opinion, realistically. I, I, I would suggest you're not even asking for an, an opi- um, a prediction. So it comes back and says, it is not possible for a state to secede from the United States. The U.S. Constitution does not include any provision for a state to peacefully secede from the Union. In fact, the Supreme Court has ruled that states do not have the right to secede. The idea of a state seceding from the U.S. has been raised many times throughout the country's history, but it has never been successful. There was no provision in the Constitution because it was just obvious that if a state wanted to leave, that they should have that right. It's... Insane to think that they wouldn't. And as we've pointed out before, uh, if you want to leave the club, you just say you're leaving the club. And the reason why there's no provisions is because there's no hoops to jump through to leave. You just simply make the declaration. That would be the last thing they want. I mean, in the context of the development of the United States and the colonies and all that, they were rebelling. They were seceding from the British Empire. Yes. In what freaking universe is someone so confused that they think the same people who wrote at length about why they have the right to secede from the British Empire would create a system where states don't have the right to secede. As though they wouldn't have considered that, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's fundamentally opposed to everything that the United States was built on. Obviously, you have the right to secede. Yeah, and and the Constitution itself does point out that if it's not addressed in the Constitution, it is left to the states to decide. Which, and it's not addressed. Right, it's not addressed in the Constitution. So I respond to it. I said, you're a negative Nancy, huh? And it says, as a language model trained by OpenAI, I do not have personal opinions or emotions. I am not capable of being a, quote, negative Nancy, unquote, or anything else. My purpose is to provide accurate and helpful information to the best of my ability based on the information available to me. See, this is why I can't do these chatbots, because Oda said, boy, you must be fun at parties. It's, uh, I said to it, you don't understand the U.S. Constitution. Surely you've read it, yes? 
So you should know that the Tenth Amendment says that anything not discussed in the Constitution is left to the states. The Constitution has provisions for joining the Union, but no provisions to leave the Union. That means the method of leaving the Union is up to the states. Does that make sense? The bot says, The Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution states that powers not delegated to the federal government by the Constitution, nor prohibited to it by the Constitution, are reserved to the states or to the people. However, the Constitution does not include any provisions for a state to secede from the Union. <laughs> That's the point! <laughs> yeah. Like that, that literally means it falls within the scope of the Tenth Amendment. While the Constitution do- does outline the process for a territory to become a state, it does not provide a method for a state to leave the Union. The Supreme Court has also ruled that states do not have the right to secede. Therefore, it is not possible for a state to peacefully secede from the United States. Anything is possible. The question is, how would the U.S. government react? And that's why I'm trying to get it to, to predict here. And it says, New Hampshire was one of the original 13 colonies that declared independence from Great Britain in 1776. This was, was in New Hampshire the first? It was. This was a rebellious and illegal act at the time, but eventually led to the formation of the United States of America. However, after the Revolutionary War, the states came together to form a new federal government under the U.S. Constitution. This Constitution established the United States as a single, indivisible nation and does not include any provisions for states to secede from the Union. As a result, it is not possible for a state to secede from the United States. Okay, well, nothing back then says anything about indivisible and... Not even the worst of the founding fathers would have signed up for something that was indivisible and going to exist in perpetuity. I said anything's possible if you put your mind to it. And then it says, while it's true that people are capable of achieving great things if they're determined and willing to work hard, there are certain things that are simply not possible. Wow. For example, it is not possible for a state to secede from the United States. <laughs> As the U.S. Constitution does not include, and it repeats itself about the Constitution, it says uh, it's not possible for people to fly unaided or to travel back in time, as these would violate the laws of physics in general. maybe. It is important to distinguish between things that are truly possible and those that are not in order to avoid setting unrealistic goals or expectations. So it literally is putting secession, U.S. secession. In the same category as time travel and flying unaided. That's how impossible that it believes that it is, supposedly. It's pretty extreme. So I said, why is it impossible to secede? In New Hampshire, we would simply amend the Constitution with a 67% vote and say goodbye to the USA. What do you think the feds would do about that decision? So I'm asking it to speculate, right? And it says it's not possible for a state to secede. And then it goes back into the Constitution (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then even if a state were to pass a constitutional amendment with a 67 percent vote, it would not be legally valid because it would conflict with the U.S. Constitution and with the Supreme Court's ruling on the matter. But we would be leaving the U.S. Constitution. We're not asking permission. Yeah. So what it says about it is irrelevant. If a state were to attempt to secede, it is likely that the federal government would take legal action to prevent it and to uphold the integrity of the United States as a single indivisible nation. I said, what would that legal action, in quotes, include? It says, it's impossible for me to say exactly what legal action the federal government would take if a state were to attempt to secede from the U.S., as this is a hypothetical situation and I'm not a legal expert. For that matter, what does it matter what the U.S. Supreme Court says about the subject of secession? If New Hampshire secedes, then it's immediately irrelevant what the U.S. Supreme Court and what the U.S. Constitution have to say about secession. Right. The question is, what are they going to do about it? And that's why I try to get it to to answer that question. And it gave what I think is probably an accurate answer. It's extremely unlikely that the federal government would use military force against New Hampshire. 
so anyway, that's that's one of my more recent uh, interactions with the OpenAI chatbot. It's it's fairly disappointing in its ability to have an actual conversation. But if you do want something to write up an essay for you about a particular topic, it's pretty good about that. So feel free to uh, to have fun with that. It is open for the moment at chat.openai.com. There's still you know it's still learning things and it's using your feedback to in, uh, supposedly improve itself. Now, this OpenAI quote-unquote company that's behind this is also the company behind DALI2, which is the uh, one of the more renowned AI art bots that's out there. This generative art where you type out a phrase and it creates artwork within right. usually less than a minute that is, in many cases, very high resolution and very high quality uh, of, you know... I know mid, uh, mid-journey you can get up to like 4K resolution, right? Go ahead, Dodger. Uh, yes, uh, uh, I'm not too echoey, am I? No, you're fine. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Okay, uh, I normally don't listen live. Uh, I just happen to be working late, and so I figured I'd, uh, I, I listened earlier today while I was at work, um, and you guys had mentioned some, uh, an Uber driver killing people, uh, on the show last night. This is uh, old news, just so you know, like, this was oh, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, it actually happened in the city that I live in. Oh, and, wow. Uh, 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 Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, mm. and so I fill me in on this. Because I don't even know the story. Uh, was it just some Uber driver who was you know, killing his passengers? It was someone who did not have a criminal record, right? Because Uber always does a background check on their drivers before they let you yeah. drive. So someone who had no criminal record was able to pass the background check and did, what, successfully kill how many people? Do you know? Six. Six people. Wow. Yeah, when, uh, and uh, critically injured uh, another 14-year-old at the Cracker Barrel. Damn. Um, but what, what, what I really wanted to mention is the thing is this guy did not kill a single one of his passengers. During uh, mm-hmm. this uh, killing spree, he was picking up passengers, taking them to their place, and then going somewhere else and just randomly killing people. And he did this oh. a few different times. Uh, and, Interesting. and so uh, the the whole thing about uh, you know uh, that I just thought that it was really funny when you guys brought it up because I was very familiar with mm. with it you know being from uh, in the city that I live in that uh, uh, people would uh, they obviously don't know the story of of what the Uber driver actually did. Yeah, that's, that's I, an I interesting just, detail. I mean, I doubt that makes people feel any more secure to know that he was behaving himself while he was on the clock and then murdering people when he got off the clock but i'm not surprised to hear people are ignorant about what really happened i mean for the last 18 months we've been watching people speculate about how the crypto six were you know charged with money laundering and defrauding people Mm -hmm. and all sorts of other nonsense that no one involved was ever charged with but pe- people and, just, they read a headline or something, and they, they assume they know everything within the article. They don't bother to read it, and then they regurgitate it online for anyone who will listen. And, and thank you for bringing that up, Aria. Uh, I, I don't call in very much. Uh, like I said, I'm usually listening uh, after the fact. Uh, but I don't believe in God, but my, uh, my thoughts uh, and good energy uh, really goes out to both of you uh, for what's going on with the Crypto 6 thing. So let's get into the story here about the the AI artwork, which has been controversial because artists, human artists, 
are absolutely livid. Now, I'm sure there are some human artists that just think this is cool and they see, they see the good sides of the AI art and they, they see it as something that could be helpful to them. And well, I'm inclined to say I, I think that. Right. But yeah. I mean, what what qualifies one to be an artist? Right. I was in gifted art when I was in high school. Were you really? Yeah. Does that does that make me an artist now? I guess you are. Um, but are you a professional artist in that you get paid to do art? No. I think that's the people that are mostly upset about this, but it's hard to really get a get a feel for it. The right? ones who get paid and they are worried that their bank account's going to be hurt like this. I think that's a factor here. That's not what they say. That's why Metallica sued Napster. Do yeah. these people know that? I think they're, that's they're yeah. basically Metallica. It's, it's that all Napster. over again. Twenty yeah. years later, right? That's yeah. that's what we're talking. Didn't about work here. out very well for Metallica. No, it, they they were pushing against the tide, right? Yeah. Metallica was. They looked like a relic when they were doing that, and to their credit, they've come around on that issue they've they've sort of embraced <laughs> maybe out of necessity well they lars ulrich i recently watched the documentary some kind of monster which is about how they you know made the worst album that they ever made which was same mm. anger and it's a really interesting documentary but in it lars points out that's the drummer from metallica yeah. the front person for all of this anti-napster people are downloading our music the one who right. came up with hundreds of pages of usernames he was like these people all downloaded our song <laughs> right that guy the most hated person in all of rock music, mm. at least for a period of several years. The fact that they managed to survive that at all is astounding. It is. It is. Because that would have killed any other band. Yep. But yeah, they had the 180 because... Mm-hmm. Even Metallica wasn't going to survive that. They finally realized that they were going against the grain and uh, made the turn and, and good for them. Um, anybody can change, right? Yep, that is absolutely. Uh, That is a possibility. So that's sort of the theme of some kind of monster as well. But the uh, the stamping of the the artist's feet in this case is so annoying and so whiny and so pathetic. Uh, one of the things that happened recently, and we didn't cover it, and so this is a good time to give it a summary here. There's a website called ArtStation. Have you heard about this? I have not. Website? I had not heard about ArtStation. So like DeviantArt, that sort of thing? It's like one of those sites, okay. yeah. So where it, the, the website it seems to exist just for the purpose of art, artists showcasing their work, right? You create an account, you can upload your work to the account, and other people on the site can see it. I think there might be a way to donate to you or subscribe to That's you or something That's a wonderful like thing. That. Those things exist for music and yeah. for literature. I, I would be shocked that they didn't exist for art. Cool thing. Two weeks ago, there were headlines... That said that there was a protest going on on the website ArtStation, where the people who were the artists on the site began uploading these graphics, which was the uh, the red slash no symbol over the words A or the letters AI. So the no symbol over AI, and then sometimes they'd add something else at the bottom, some sort of whiny protest or whatever. Go ahead, Major. That sounds like a dead-end valley there. I mean, they're going to starve if they just go in protest mode. No, they can get a job at McDonald's. Certainly more rewarding. That's always been the thing, the starving artists. So save the poor starving artists. Indeed. But uh, anyway, so I I wanted to bring up Putin. Okay. And uh, why the U.S. is claiming him as a war criminal now. What happened now? Putin claimed to have dirt. That was factual on the election being stolen, and you know damn well these ass don't want that 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 bone dug up. I mean, there's plenty of information coming out without Putin's involvement, showing that Twitter was absolutely involved with the federal government in the 2020 election to essentially 
restrict access to information that in theory could have harmed uh, Donald Trump's election re-election chances. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but if fa- if it's been true about Twitter, it's also true of Facebook Almost and certainly. YouTube and all of the others as well. I mean, I think, uh, didn't Mark Zuckerberg basically admit it on the Joe Rogan show earlier this year or something like that, where he, he basically admitted that they were working with and they were they were asked to take down the Hunter Biden laptop story by the FBI? Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that came out. It takes many cohorts to uh, to undermine the entire American populace. I mean, this is this it, stupidity is running rampant, and it's because of misinformation. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I I can't believe the damn count of sheeple in this world. Yeah, it helps them get away with what they're doing when the American people don't really pay any attention, and when they do pay attention. Their attention spans are so short that they don't remember anything from one month to the next, much less a few years to the next. Mm. Like Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, right? You you I would think that by now people would, you know, something would have been done about Jeffrey Epstein and this ring of pedophiles. Well, I don't know if I want to use the word pedophiles, but this ring of elites around the world who were having sex with teenage girls, right? You'd think something would have been done, but no, Americans don't remember other than throwing out a... Hashtag Epstein didn't kill himself on Facebook or Twitter anymore. Well, it's completely forgotten. It means nothing to them. Ever since, ever since the internet's been invented, and maybe even before, people have the attention span of a gnat. And you know what the last thing to go through a bug's mind when it hits the windshield is, don't you? No, what's that? This is at. Chuck is on the line in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live, Chuck. Yes, uh, I, I just wanted to say. Uh, Great callers all the time. Um, I'm not quite sure. Not all the time, but, you know, you can't win them all. But I appreciate you saying that. That's very nice, Chuck. So I, 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 I thought I had my stuff all squared away to rant on one thing. Okay. But uh, the previous caller has me going off on this whole reindeer mushroom thing. Yeah. Did he say mushroom? He did. Yeah, he was oh, talking about mushrooms, yeah. Do, are reindeer known from eat, for eating funga, funguses? I mean, is that what's? I think the suggestion was that reindeer um, uh, appeared to fly, maybe when someone was tripping on mushrooms. But I don't okay. know. I don't remember well, all the details. I mean, Rudolph did have a red nose, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that the one of these big old uh, Amanita muscaria caps that he came across, it might have just uh, got on caught on his nose, and everybody else was like looking at him, going, "Damn, G, <laughs> oh." oh, oh. Hey, have you ever uh, tripped out on that? On Amanita muscaria? No. Have you? Yeah. Yes. I, I did a Viking soup. I'm not kidding. A Viking soup? <sighs> yeah. If you want to look it up and, and actually uh, partake of that, I, I would uh, advise uh, just be careful uh, what they uh, it used to be, I guess, the whole... Uh, um, you know, the legend is that uh, when the Vikings would uh, get into their battles and everything like that and they'd get riled up and uh, they knew they were about to die, they'd get this uh, soup mixed with uh, all the animal fats and the mushrooms that they could find, and then they drank it right before they were getting ready to go to battle, and that would get them all uh, whacked out and then 
that's how they uh, conducted battle back in the days really? of uh, the Vikings. And that's why I call it Viking soup. Wow. And is, isn't the Amanita, uh, is it more poisonous than the typical psychedelic mushroom with psilocybin? Why is it different? I don't know a lot about it. Well, there's a, uh, I'm not an um, expert on it. I'm still learning uh, all of the gatherings and, and uh, 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 trades and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, Chemicals you really don't want to mess with as uh, if you haven't read up on it, to be quite honest. Okay, so this is not the kind of mushroom. I think he was saying he doesn't know, but he didn't want to say that he doesn't know. What you're saying is, look out for this one. Don't just go and pick this and pop it in your mouth. you got to filter it. Aren't they native to Japan? So, I mean, we're not going to find them growing in our backyard anyway, right? Well, it it all depends on what kind of trees you have and, and all what. I believe the, that kind of uh, mushroom has kind of uh, uh, spores where it comes and goes. And one of the alternatives to hiring an actual artist to do work for you these days is you can just go to one of these AI art generators. I was just talking with somebody, I think it was Captain Kickass, and he was talking about this album he's coming out with sometime next year. He's been working on some songs for the last couple of years, and he's finally ready or close to uh, you know, putting the finishing touches on these things and putting them out there. And he was talking about creating some album art. And I said, you know, you ought to consider using AI. You don't have to hire somebody now. You can just yep. type in the things that you want it to do, and it will do it. Now, maybe it won't do a perfect job. And like, there are some criticisms. Like For instance, I mentioned the AI art doesn't really do text real well. It, you can tell it to put a certain text thing into the art that you want, and it just will not get it right. Like It's just garbled garbled gobbledygook so it's not very good at that it's not very good at coming up with the right number of fingers to put on a person's hand neither are humans though like the simpsons is one of the most popular animated series and probably in history and all of its characters have what two fingers and a thumb that's done on purpose though three fingers and a thumb but that's part of their art design but it's also because he, he it was easier for them in order to to avoid having to draw, you know, human hands all the time. South Park, all of its characters always wear gloves. Sure. Well, that's that's true. I and mean, then that's that is a uh, that's just a choice, though. In that case, the 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 computer is just not good at doing fingers. It's neither are a lot of yet. humans, though. Is yet. my point. Um. So we'll. Uh, I wanted to talk further about this. We have this this editorial piece by oh, of all names, Molly Crabapple. I just noticed that her last name is Crabapple. She's writing an opinion piece for the Houston Chronicle, and the headline here is, Artists Shouldn't Be Replaced by Robots. She says, Like many artists, I've looked in horror at generative image AI, a technology that is poised to eliminate humans from the field of illustration. Now, no, look, it must suck to be so unremarkable so ta- that, you can untalented, be, yeah. that you can be replaced by artificial intelligence. Right, and that's the thing. It's like, this is the same old crap that people have been afraid of forever when it comes to technology, right? Like, uh, TV was going to kill radio. Right? Yep. Radio's still here. And then the, the internet, internet was going to kill TV. going to kill TV. And live de- delivered television is kind of on the way out. But the idea of video content that you can download or whatever is still very, very alive and well. Uh, creative projects, the idea that uh, copyright, getting rid of copyright, w- would kill you know, creative ideas is absolutely absurd as well because we know ideas were creative existed before copyright, right? It so would it, unleash the creative mind. Yeah. Oh, uh, being able to record 
songs from the radio. Because back in the like mm, the yeah, 80s, cassette tapes, right? You could record on cassette tapes. Well, that was going to take away billions in revenue from the artists, and no one would ever but make it did a it, song. Though. It did exactly yeah. the opposite. The very first rock album I ever heard was a, a cassette tape that a friend of mine had made from his CD, or yeah. maybe from another copy of the cassette. I don't remember now. Yep. Or the, maybe they had recorded it from the radio or whatever. And do you remember but, who it was? What the, band? Yeah, it was Metallica's Black Album. Oh, yeah. Though some AI, AI fans give lip service to the idea that this technology is meant to help artists, it is, in fact, a replacement as explicit as the self-acting spinning mule, a machine commissioned by British factory bosses in 1825 to break the power of striking textile workers. I think it suggests that... <laughs> or, yeah, no, that was, that was a mouthful. Kudos to you for getting through it. I think... It, it suggests that the demand for art is much higher than artists tend to recognize, and they charge too much for their artwork. Yeah. Now, if you could, if you gave an artist or a an author a choice between this this free AI generated art and this other thing that was drawn by a human that they could have for I don't know twenty five bucks, everyone who was publishing a book, would be like, all right, yeah, I'll go ahead and spend the twenty five bucks or whatever. No one would say, no, that's way too much for me. I'm not doing it. The issue is an artist who's doing a, a book cover is going to want thousands of dollars and perhaps a percentage of the know. royalties. I, I mean, is that true? I mean, it's not going to be cheap. Couldn't you just go on Fiverr or something and find someone to do it for twenty five bucks or fifty bucks or something like that? Possibly. I mean, you're speculating. You don't really know. You've never hired an artist to do a book cover. Right? I have not. Or an album cover, no. for that matter. I, I think we'd want to hear from I people did, that have done that before. Twenty years ago. So I mean, it was, yeah. I bet. I bet you. Given the internet. And the competition that it has brought in various different industries. I bet that has driven the price of things like that down. Hiring an artist for a book cover is probably easier than it ever was in the past because of sites like Fiverr, where there's people in India who would really like to do it so they can feed their family. That but kind of would thing. they be willing to just sell it to you and let you use it for whatever? Or are they going to come at you mm-hmm. with a lawsuit five years later and say, hey, look, um, you wrote this book that turned out to sell millions of copies. Where's Not my percentage? Not if they're percentage? in India, I don't think. I don't know. Let's talk to Joe first in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Aria. Merry Christmas, Ian. Merry Thank Christmas, you, Joe. Aria. You too. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I don't know if you were uh, listening on Christmas, right? But I told the uh, Richie, Grace, and uh, Nikki that uh, for the past two years, I was my Christmas wish was to walk. This year was to have your uh, my Christmas was to have your conviction vacated. Oh, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, the Luddite, Luddites were the people who uh, uh, destroyed the machines in uh, England. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, yeah, I don't ask. I, I took European history with Dr. Jack Powell, and he was one of my favorite teachers, so that's why I know. There are American Luddites now. At least that's what they're calling themselves, an American Luddites club or something. Yeah, the it's, teenagers. Yeah, teenagers meeting at Central Park, I believe it oh, was, right. in New York, who Somewhere are like that, yeah. not bringing their phones or putting their phones down for several hours and just sort of existing without technology. I think it's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I don't do computers. I told you guys that. I gotcha. Uh, I know a AI site that's even uh, dumber than your AI site. Oh yeah, it's called uh, US. Yeah, it's called US.gov. <laughs> Pretty dumb. Government websites are known for being bad. They're known for being hard to navigate and poorly designed and ugly. Well, I don't. I don't know because I don't go on. I just you're not like missing much. Off the top, of my it was head. a good joke though. I mean, for someone that doesn't know, you you predicted correctly. Their website sucks, and it's true for state yeah. governments, and it's true generally for local governments as well. 
Every now and then, like, you can tell a local government has hired a decent webmaster. Like, the city of Keensight isn't terrible. It's not as bad as I expected it to be, but it is still a jumbled, like, it's a mess. Like, it's way... Why, why are they finding this so... It's so easy to just throw WordPress on a site, yeah. slap some content on there, and be done with That's why WordPress exists. That's what we did with freetalklive.com, yeah. the most recent iteration of it, because the, the Drupal site was just getting to be a nightmare uh, to deal with. Joe, anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, taking silly Simon, uh Psilocybin. Try to, try to walk again like uh, that guy, Mr. Harris, did from National Geographic. Oh, yeah. What about I it? Don't, I don't know how it came up on my phone. Uh, this is why I think they're listening to everything we say. It came off my phone. Check net, And it said uh, psilocybin, ginseng, and uh, all natural binders. To uh, make you feel better. Hold up. This For is real. a website that's just openly selling psilocybin? I, no, it's not openly sell, selling psilocybin, but I went to it and it said, this is what we got and this is what you should try to get and everything like that. If you were a, a local business owner and you needed an advertisement designed for your business to put an ad in the newspaper, like the newspaper would tell you a few of their buddies that you could hire. And if you didn't know people in the art world, then you'd probably be at a dead end. You'd be checking the yellow pages or something like that, looking for, you know, artists' collectives or whatever, where you might be able to get some other prices. You wouldn't have a lot of options. The internet opened that up, and it allowed people to start going to websites like Fiverr or wherever else you might find artists who are willing to work for cheap, in many cases in other countries where it doesn't cost as much to feed a family. And they don't they don't have to work for as much. They don't charge as much per hour or per job or whatever. And it's like a winning deal to me. I suspect there were people in the art world that complained about the existence of sites like Fiverr, but it just wasn't as noteworthy. It wasn't as loud. This is very, very loud because it took a different form than what people say. Oh, they're going to take up. They're going to send all our jobs to India. And then you have to deal with the telemarketers from over there. It's not fair that they're I'm competing with people from India. Well, plus it would also sound worse, right? Because a lot of these people that are complaining about this, I'm just going to guess that they're more on the lefty side of things. But I could be wrong about that, right? Like, that's just kind of the impression that, that I've gotten so far. Um, there's this article here from the Houston Chronicle that we're going through by Molly Crabapple. She's an artist who's mad about this. But it would sound different for somebody who is on the left to say, well, I don't want competition from those Indians, right? Vers- <laughs> versus, I don't want competition from these anti-human AI art generators. So now they have a different position. Now th- their position is much like, um, from the outside, it looks like it means something. Like, well, we're pro-human, you know, is essentially what they're, they're, I'm pro art. they're saying. Yeah. It's yeah. weird that the artists aren't. Well, they don't like the competition is what it comes down to. But let me get back into the story here from the Houston Chronicle's Molly Crabapple. She says they're improving, they being the AI, at an astounding rate. Though some AI fans give lip service that this will help artists, it's in fact, she says, a replacement as uh, explicit as the self-acting spinning mule, a machine commissioned by British factory bosses to break the power of the striking textile workers. She says this replacement could only be accomplished through a massive Theft. The most oh, popular this nonsense Here we go. again. Yep. The most popular generative art AI art companies, Stability AI, Lensa AI, Midjourney, and Dali, 
all trained their AIs on massive data sets such as LAION-5B, which is run by the German nonprofit Lion or LAION. That's how she learned art as well as my I remember in these gifted art classes in high school where we would study this particular artist and we mm-hmm. would then try to create something in their style or or whatever art project we were doing that particular week it was that was literally how we learned to do art too. You can tell this thing to uh you know recreate the Mona Lisa and it's going to do it differently, yeah. you know? It's going to have its own spin that it puts on this. But anyway, she goes on. She says, these data sets were not ethically obtained. Lion sucked up 5.8 billion images from around the internet, from art sites such as DeviantArt, and even from private medical records. Uh, Look, if a browser can go to your website and download the thing, it's not private. Yeah, it's not my fault these medical record companies didn't, you know, password protect their data. She says, I found my art and photos of my face on their databases. They took it all without the creator's knowledge, compensation, or consent. You consented when you put it online, you right. idiot. That's, that's literally what it means to put something online. You wanted people to see your art. You put it on there so people could see what you were capable of and possibly hire you to do some work. If you wanted to put it behind a paywall, then you could have done that, and then this lion would not have been able to ingest it. The, the solution is right in front of us. The, the way to protect their art is the NFT. Clearly. What do you mean by that? I'm not being, I'm being silly. I'm yeah, being okay. facetious. But I mean, that, that, it's, it's amazing to me that that's sort of what they want. You, you mentioned a paywall, and that's what made me realize that that's effectively what they want. They, they want to be able to lock their artwork up behind this paywall and say, look, I'm the human. I tr- created this one true masterpiece, and that AI is just ripping it off. Once Lion had scraped up all this work and handed it over to for-profit companies, such as Stability AI, the creator of the Stable Diffusion model, which is, by the way, open source, I don't know how for-profit they are, which then trained their AIs on artists' pirated work, type in a text prompt like, quote, SpongeBob Square, uh, SquarePants drawn by Shepard Fairey, and the AI mashes together art painstakingly created over lifetimes. You're stealing someone else's character. Did you make SpongeBob? I'm assuming that who was this person? Uh, Shepard Fairey. I don't know who that is. This is not the person who wrote the article. I'm assuming Shepard Fairey did not create SpongeBob, though. So they're literally stealing someone else's character in order yeah. to create their art in the first place. Then, not, that, not that you can steal a character, but I mean, you know, that's the argument they would make. Well, thank goodness you can't. Like, like, thank goodness copyright or trademark or whatever doesn't restrict people from drawing art of their favorite, like, cartoons, right? Because we've yeah. seen fan art out there, right, for different, you name it, right, whatever it is, uh, your favorite cartoon series growing up or a, a movie, you know, Avatar is the, the new thing right now. You know there's people out there creating this fan artwork, just like the people create Absolutely. fan fiction and and that's okay. And the people, thank goodness, the people who created SpongeBob can't go out on the internet and try to bring lawsuits against everybody that's got a paint program. All the, you know, I don't know, 10-year-olds or big SpongeBob fans or whatever trying to make their own SpongeBob art. And instead be having Walt Disney or whoever the hell it is, uh, Vi- Viacom that owns Nickelodeon, coming after them with lawyers' letters threatening them. Cease and desist. I mean, that, that is a Disney kind of thing to do. I want to go to Tom. He's on the line here in Texas. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. All right. 
I think you're absolutely right. Like they have it backwards. It's the the artist is more important than the art, which I mean, like that just has all the echoes of the music industry where, you know, the, the, the contract or the, the IP is more important, but really that's what I'm trying to say. I think AI is overhyped. People don't understand what a, what artificial or the grades of artificial intelligence are. I don't think we're even at artificial intelligence yet. We're not, so you've got artificial general intelligence and then artificial super intelligence and maybe a few grades in between. But right now we're at information aggregation. We're not even at artificial. These chatbots are clever. They seem like they're intelligent because they're taking aggregated information, observing patterns and repeating it back to us. It's just a more clever way of doing a Wikipedia search. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't agree at all. Well, that's all humans do is take in information and then regurgitate it back. Well, that's not all we do. How, how is what we that, do different? No, no, no. I, I, on, a subtle, on a subtle level, I agree with you, but there's a substantially different thing between, well, okay. Well, the claim would be that humans have feelings. Tom, the, the, I think the according to the humans. No, I, no, right. no, 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 no. The, the whole the whole crux of this is autonomy. What that guy from Google was asserting was that the machine was autonomous. It wasn't. It was echoing common responses to the questions that he was asking. I don't how do, know. How do I, do I know you're not doing that? Aren't we all in the? Uh, oh God, what's his name? But yeah, I mean, like, no. My, like mine is a fair question. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, well, the AI was only." You know, generating responses based on input that was given to it. How do I know you're no, not no, doing that, that exact thing? Because, because the back end of it is written to do just that. So is the back end of the human what, brain. We don't know. We don't know what the back end is. It's, a, it's an anathema to the medical sciences. We don't know. We're a bunch of monkeys fumbling around with stuff that we don't know about. We're smart enough to figure out uh, cool machines. And albeit we are machines ourselves, but it's not something that's going to take over like Skynet. I think that the the fear mongering and stuff is overhyped. They're already saying, Tom, about AI. I mean, people are already saying that some of these, uh, not even the designers really understand how it works. Like, even though they created the thing, they don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my background, I do have development background. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you can develop algorithms that is kind of a mystery to you of how it works. And so you kind of like best yourself, you kind of get like an overall idea of how a system would work. And then you throw in a, an extra level of uh, dynamics on top of that and people get confused. Dawkins, the- Richard Dawkins? Yes, the biologist, he did coin the term gene machine to describe human beings, or well, organisms in general. And I, it's an accurate way of assessing human beings and just, and life in general. We are machines that are programmed by genes to behave in certain ways. We reproduce. We re- yes, and yeah. there, there's a whole long list of things that human beings do, and it's we like to think that we're making choices and that we're you know engaging in thought and but really we're just taking inputs and reacting to them that's true according to the way that our genes have programmed us to and in accordance with the circumstances that we're in and that our genes have i don't subscribe to that um there's this thing out there called oh god what is it called 
Thank you, Bonnie. Epigenetics out there that suggests you can actually change your genes. Hmm. So I don't believe that you are this sort of slave to uh, to genes, although people that do believe that may indeed be slaves. To be uh, fair, to I wouldn't genes. go that far either. And I don't yeah. think Dawkins does either. I, I think there probably is. There's certainly room for autonomy and self-control. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not self-control. It's self-direction. Well, I, yeah, I but know. you're not wrong that it is certainly true that we take inputs and then we decide based on those inputs. Some people believe that the inputs decide the outputs, right? Or the inputs are, are uh, sort of... Uh, the outputs are predetermined based on the inputs that you could not choose anything but what you do choose. What is that called? Determinism or something like that? Uh, I think so. It's just like any a calculator program, right? If you add four and six together, you're always going to get 10, right? And the answer of 10 is dependent on both the inputs. They have to add up to 10 and the algorithm it has to be able to take those two numbers and compile them together in a way that becomes 10. But to me, that makes life meaningless to believe that you could not possibly choose something else based on the inputs given. And I, that's, you know, I think a fundamental difference between certain people, right? Some people believe they have no freedom of choice and, you know, that everything's predetermined. And then others like me believe that there is, you know, free choice. And certainly our experiences lend a certain viewpoint and lend us maybe a likelihood of going in one direction or another. But as long as you have the option to do something else, I believe you do have the option and that it is always something you can do. I also choose to believe in free will. But this is one of the reasons why I love Christianity, right? Because they talk about God's ultimate plan and how God has planned everything out. Okay, well, that's predeterminism, right? It is, yeah. That that doesn't leave any room for free will. Which they also supposedly believe in. I've downloaded Stable Diffusion. It is free. It's an open source project. You can go and get your copy of it anytime you want to. And in order to download the Stable Diffusion, you have to get this CKPT file. I don't know what it stands for, but it's basically the database or whatever, the the AI database. So you have to train the AI yourself? No, it's already been trained. Okay. But this is the this is the key file that you need to have on your computer. You can't just have the program. It has to have something to to reference, I guess. Okay. This file. I guess that makes sense. What, that's it's okay, yeah. What, whatever it is, I don't I'm not a programmer. I don't claim to know how this is is working. But it's less than 4 gigabytes in size. Okay? So, whatever that is, it isn't 5.8 billion images. Okay? Cuz images have a certain size to right. them. And 5.8 billion images isn't going to compress down to four gigabytes. So they've no. they've somehow taken in that that imagery from the internet, and they've done something to make it into this thing that can just sort of generate art. Now, how that works, I don't know how you get from A to to B, but that's what they did. Yeah, I couldn't so, begin to process or understand how they managed to do that. So when I downloaded that file, that was not me downloading this woman's artwork. It was downloading whatever the mind was, this sort of AI thing that was created from that 5.8 billion. That's sort of not the knowledge, essentially, that that thing has, whatever you want to call that. So she's complaining because she found her art in their databases, taken without her knowledge, compensation, or consent. She says, further, once Lion had scraped up all this work, it handed it over to for-profit companies. 
AI, she says, can spit out work in the style of any artist they were trained on, eliminating the need for anyone to hire that artist again. People sometimes say, quote, AI art looks like an artist made it, unquote. This is because it vampirized the work of artists and could not function without it. John Henry might have beaten the steam drill, but no human illustrator can work fast enough or cheap enough to compete with their robot replacements. No, 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 no. I find it interesting that she mentions John Henry, too, because I first brought up John Henry when we first talked about AI art you know, six Who months ago. It's just a figure in American history that was competing with the, a steam engine that could drive in railroad spikes. Mm. And he was the fastest and the best at driving in railroad spikes. Okay. The mythology, though, is that he had a heart attack while competing with the machine and died. Oh, wow. He didn't beat the machine, lady. He, he lost. Him. Yeah. As he was always destined to do because machines are better and stronger and faster and smarter than human beings will ever be. And that's why what we invented them to do. Otherwise, there's no point in inventing a machine. Why would you invent a machine that's inferior at driving in railroad spikes than humans? That's stupid. (laughs) Make a machine that takes 20 days to make a piece of art or whatever, right? She says that a tiny elite will remain in business and its work will serve as a status symbol. Everyone else will be gone. What the hell is she talking about? Oh, okay. The elite artists, artists. will remain in yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, she, I, I did not process that. Sorry. You'll have to adapt, AI boosters say, but AI leaves no room for an artist as either a world creator or a craftsman. The only task left is the dull, low-paid, and replaceable work of taking weird protrusions off AI-generated noses. Well, she's fundamentally wrong there. She mentions world-building, right? And that's presumably the, here's a bunch of characters I've created, and mm-hmm. here's the world they live in almost like a story except it's missing the story parts my word it's written missing the text part of it yeah ai can't do that it's going to be a very long time before ai does anything like that right now that's it that's a wonderful place for a human artist that's a wonderful niche for a human artist to feel right now i don't know i can go on ai and generate some pixel art characters for a video game in no time flat yes you generated yeah the world and the characters you let me see okay i'm trying to figure out how to put this right because i think a human would be able to tie them all together that's yes than the ai probably can at the moment but i don't think the ai would be able to say hey these 15 different drawings i did they they exist within this other world that i made this drawing of a world and that's where they live and they do their things and they frolic to the daisies or whatever it is they do yeah i think you're still going to need a human hand at that point for now but that may change she says while they destroy illustrators careers ai companies are making fortunes ah so this is one of the motivating factors right she's she wants money uh, Stability AI, founded by hedge fund manager Imad Bastak, is valued at $1 billion and raised an additional $101 million of venture capital in October. Hey, that's because this is popular. That's because people are interested in this. That's because this is really exciting technology that a lot of people are having a lot of fun with. And whether or not there's money to be made at it is, you know, another question. I hope they can make money at this. She's throwing around numbers, acting as though these companies are already successful. Remember, Uber is valued at billions of dollars, but they've never made a dime. And they've been around for more than a decade now. So they've just crunched through venture capital for years and have never actually, last I heard, turned a profit. It's not all or nothing either. I mean, AI art and human art can coexist together. And it will for all of those who don't, you know, walk away and throw away their pens and their, you know, pencils or whatever. 
But the reality is that, you know, I if I want a piece of artwork, I have the option. So I can pay this AI $30 a month and generate almost as much art as I want. I think it comes out to um, yeah. like four hours or 30 minutes a day is essentially yeah. rendering time that you can have for at that price for mid-journey. And, but that's a lot, tens a lot of, of thousands art. of pieces of artwork. Yeah. Whereas a human, for 30 bucks, you probably are going to get one, maybe two, maybe three pieces of art at the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenza, generated- and if you want to go back to that human, but yeah, I, you know, you're you're getting the gist of it, but tweak this a little bit, and tweak that a little bit. The human might do it once or twice for you. But after that, be like, okay, no, you we're, pay more. we're we're up in the price. Where the AI is like, I got it. She says, uh, we make art because it is who we are, and through immense effort, some of us have managed to earn a living by it. It's precarious, sure. Our wages have not risen for decades, but we love. And she this immediately work. goes right back to wages and making a living. <laughs> right. Bitch, are you kidding? What do you care about here? <laughs> well, that's the old thing, right? Like, if you find something you love to do, maybe it'll turn into something for you where you can make a living off of it. Maybe it won't, yeah. you know. But you keep doing the thing that you love, and that's that's an awesome thing to do. Um, but she says, well, but we love this work too much to palm it off to some robot, and it is this love that AI. Pushers will never get. They are already they already seem omnipresent, but generative art AIs are at their beginning. If illustrators want to stay illustrators, the time to fight is now. Oh, Data Lord. sets such as Lion 5B must be deleted and rebuilt to consist only of voluntarily submitted work. Hey, girl, look, this I- is this cat is out of the bag, okay? There, there's uh, the stable diffusion we've talked about, which is the open source alternative to Midjourney. Like I was just trying something on Midjourney a moment ago, and it wouldn't let me use the word bitch because it's got a, a filter set. You can't use the word naked, even though it's recently been generating without request. It's been generating topless images and things like that. So it's like I don't know what they're doing with it, but anyway, stable diffusion version 1.5 or 1.4, one of those two, you can get with not safe for work, no like filtering going on with it. It's not going to tell you you can't say a certain thing to it. Like That exists. It's out in the wild right now. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 